Hello and welcome to Scary Pair, a horror movie podcast between partners. I'm Nine. And I'm Opal. Oh my god, it's a worm. They're under the goddamn ground! (laughs) This week, we watched Tremors, uh, 1990, directed by Ron Underwood, starring Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward, and Finn Carter. Uh, and this is our first episode of Fall Favorites. Fall Favorites. We don't have, like, a theme for Fall Favorites. Fall Favorites. Fall Favorites. That's not Pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to get sued. Uh, so, yeah, this is, uh, we're doing this for the month of October. We're just going to be watching uh, some of our favorite movies rather than... Yeah, uh, just our faves. Yeah, rather than choosing at random. These are just going to be movies we really like. This week was my pick. Uh, Your pick. I love this movie. Uh-huh. Um, this is like a childhood movie for me. Uh, I would watch this with my mom all the time. Yeah. Uh, she knows, like, all the quotes in it. Like, you couldn't even get penetration with the elephant gun. I told you that's extremely specific, and you couldn't use it in any situation. She just says it. I don't know what to tell you. I, I know, Megan, how, how she is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really fun one. Um, we did watch some movies this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get into Tremors, but first, uh, Opal, what have we been up to this week? Well, we found some time to watch some movies, surprisingly enough. Yeah. So, for, first of all, uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies came to streaming and we watched that yeah, one we watched that it was all right it was all right i mean i mean we've been on kind of a crazy tear in terms of horror movies we've been watching i think i think our standards might be too high because <laughs> everyone really really liked it supposedly but i was kind of mid on it which um, is i mean statistically more likely when i watch a movie because m- most <laughs> movies are a firm three. Sure, so. sure. This one is a is a three in my letterbox. I think. Um, I just want to read my my letterbox review of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It's pretty short. I know what you're gonna say. Uh, it's so there's a lot to like. Looks fantastic. Paced well. Strong tension building. The tone works. I would die for Alice. But it can't escape the fact that it's a 50-year-old director moaning about how insufferable 20-somethings are. A little bit. No, like, it's an extremely no-one-talks-like-this movie written by an older person. And um, the subjects of the movie are all kind of younger people, and it's not done with, like, a kind of empathy and sympathy. It's more done in, like, Well, a... I think it's also important that they're, like privileged 20 something yeah i mean it's about rich kids but i don't know it's also very it's also very co-opting language that is used for important things well i don't know if it's supposed to be like commenting about how shitty kids do that or what but um maybe partially but it's still very heavy-handed in a way that gets obnoxious sometimes yeah, I think um, especially some of the dialogue towards the back third is just a little oh yeah rough. There, there is a scene where it gets rough. Um, there's a point where like we just had to laugh at it to kind of get through it, but which I think is kind of the point. But I don't know if we were laughing at it for the right reasons. Yeah. Um. But I mean, we, we liked it overall. I think. I mean, it was fine. Uh, it's fine. It's. It's firmly okay. When I say that, like, the tension building's good and it's paced well, like, I believe all of that, like, a lot of the actual horror movie stuff in it is good. I just think some of the, um, 
maybe some of the perspective and some of the writing's a little misplaced. I don't know. The the mystery and tension and like the actual like resolving of the mystery I actually really like. So Yeah. 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 Uh but we watched another movie. Hatching. Yeah. Another one from this year. They're both from this year. This one, how did you feel about it? I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have, like, I have weird feelings about it because I don't have any problems with what it's doing technically. Um, it's just not really for me, if that makes sense. Uh, I don't know if I, I would even say that. I think, like, uh, some of it uh, I just don't love and I don't have any real reason why. <laughs> But but it's a perfectly right. reasonable movie. All right. Well, uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's one that we were looking for for a little while, but couldn't find like subtitles for and stuff like that. But it's on Hulu now. You can just watch it now with subtitles. So another I was really another one that looks great. Um, I really liked. Oh, it's kinda, a beautiful movie. Yeah, I liked. Um, they have a freaky puppet in it. Yeah, uh, there's a real like animatronic in there that looks really really good. Yeah, it looks great. The, um, the beast is very good. <laughs> yeah, I think um what what they're doing it's not to get into spoiler territory, but it's kind of a commentary on like families a little bit and like how people treat their children. Uh, and I thought that was all really good and worked. Um, oh, it's about it's fully about. I mean, it's not a spoiler to say it's about family and expectations of family and both being a kid and raising children. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, which when I say, like, maybe the movie wasn't for me, like, those are themes that, like, I- I'm a little bit interested in, but aren't, like, my bag exactly. So, like, I-, I still liked it. I thought it was good. It was just, like, I didn't latch onto it as, like, ooh, I really like this movie in, in quite that way. Well, um Okay. But yeah, I, I was a big fan. Yeah, it, it was great. Uh, I, I don't, I don't have anything bad to say about it. You should definitely watch it uh, if you're interested. Um, but is that is that all of our I think so horror adjacent stuff for this week? Yeah, that, those are the movies we watched. All right, let's get into our film. Uh, so this is a cult classic. Uh, just to give like. A little blurb on it for anyone who doesn't know, like, the premise of Tremors. Uh, I don't even think it's cult. I think it's just a classic at this point. I guess so. Uh, It's about a small town, a really small town, uh, being attacked by supernatural creatures. And the the cast of characters all band together to to save the town and each other. Uh, It's great. Um, Very post-Jaws. Very much, yeah. This is 1990, so uh, it's, you know, um, pre-Jurassic Park, which I think is a movie playing in a lot of the same space in terms, like, tonally. Um, A bit, but you're not going to get me to really say, like, it's as good as Jurassic Park in any universe, because (laughs) that's one of my favorite movies. No, I understand. I mean, I think, um, like... The effects in this movie are great. They're great. I, yeah. We'll talk they about are. them some more as we get into it. Should we just get into the summary? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what the fuck Tremors is. Yeah, uh, we, we have like some research on it that we'll bring in. We watched a short little 30-minute uh, documentary that's just on YouTube called Making Perfection. It was pretty good. Yeah, that was fascinating. I think there are more of them, more like more specific ones that they have on their channel too. But we just watched the the kind of 
things general one yeah. yeah uh all right so getting into the summary we open on the nevada desert secretly filmed in california of course <laughs> and kevin bacon as valentine it opens on him pissing <laughs> that's and, right and wrestling a wedgie out of his ass <laughs> He's uh, sleeping out of his truck with his buddy Earl Bassett, play, played by Fred Ward. They're fucking. Uh, these two are boyfriends. Uh, the whole the whole movie is about how uh, Val needs to get a girlfriend, and uh, sorry. No, he needs to get a beard, is what you mean. <laughs> I I love these two. These two have great chemistry. The whole movie. Um, I haven't seen a lot of stuff with Fred Ward in it, but I love him in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they definitely have chemistry, and they're really fun characters. Yeah, he's kind of like the gravelly, older type, and uh, Kevin Bacon is like the, as Valentine is kind of the fiery, younger guy. Um, the young stud. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think they're great here. Um, they're smoking Marlboro Reds, just like my mom. <laughs> oh, God. What if that was why she smoked Marlboro Reds? <laughs> There's no way. Um... They argue about whose turn it is to make breakfast, and they decide to uh, throw rock, paper, scissors over it. That's how you decide anything important. Uh, for these two, that's definitely true. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're like handymen. Um, they're doing odd jobs. G- general, quote-unquote, handymen. They kind of just do everything, it seems. Yeah, we see them like put up a fence and like take out some garbage, and like they, they do stuff that needs doing around this town, uh, which is called Perfection. Yeah. Uh, it's a town of like... Good small town name. Town of 14. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, they're having arguments about how did we get stuck in this little town doing odd jobs for, you know, 50 bucks. Uh, uh, I don't know either. Earl has a great line here. He says, uh, you never take the long view. Here it is Monday and I'm thinking of Wednesday. <laughs> it is Monday, isn't it? <laughs> That's uh, the horror comedy element uh is really present in a lot of the dialogue it's it's more of a comedy than anything it really is more of like a a straight up uh i mean in terms of the plotting and the pacing it's more horror movie but in terms of the overall mood and tone it's way more of a comedy i think the latter half abandons the horror altogether uh it's more of an action movie uh, a little bit the end yeah i would agree with that uh they bump into Rhonda, a seismologist a uh, student played by Finn Carter. Uh, she says there's just some weird ground vibrations out here in the desert we've never seen before. Yeah, she's got sunblock on her nose like a dork that no one does because you just rub it into your face. Uh, yeah, they're trying to convince you that Finn Carter like isn't attractive here, which is like, hello? Yeah, like he's he's <laughs> expecting like a hot woman, a hotted woman, a hotted <laughs> boobed woman. And yeah. he like starts to frown when he sees her like, excuse me? Yeah, Val has like this whole spiel about how his perfect woman needs to be exactly like this way. And like, because... Otherwise, you wouldn't believe that, like, his character wouldn't be attracted to Ronda. Shaking my head. We get some jaunty-ass music as they drive through the desert and discuss, you know, his lady problem. Uh, And they arrive in town at Chang's Market, where they're greeted by Melvin, the annoying town kid. I hate this kid. He is awful. (laughs) Uh, They also meet Bert and Heather Gummer. 
uh, played by Michael Gross and Reba McIntyre. Reba McIntyre. Yeah, I forgot she was in this. <laughs> yeah, uh, they are survivalists who are stocking up at the store. This man, he, he asks for hollow points. This man is hunting humans in the <laughs> desert. Uh, and the store itself is uh, run by the character Walter Chang, played by the amazing Victor Wong. Oh yeah, he's incredible. Uh, I need to just take a second and talk about Victor Wong here because he has played... Uh, important character in three of my favorite childhood films big trouble in little china you mean so that's that's another one yeah. uh and then the third one is three ninjas hell yeah dude <laughs> uh he's actually a really cool guy i was reading like his wikipedia bio or whatever he was like an artist before being an actor and he hung out with like a bunch of beat poets like jack kerouac <laughs> that's great. in the 50s and 60s <sighs> yeah just like a cool guy from san francisco who's like a really great actor, probably an awesome artist. I like tried to find some of his work, but it's really hard to find. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just underappreciated because he just plays grandpa in various things. Yeah, he plays Asian <laughs> grandpa in like several things. Yeah. Um, back in the desert, uh, Rhonda's seismograph starts acting up and we get worm vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is fully worm vision it's like I mean, evil dead vision well i mean we've talked about this kind of like it's the um friday the 13th like first person perspective as the camera kind of goes Whoa, as like somebody chasing yeah. someone yeah um but this time it's you know it's a worm it's You're, a worm in the this dirt. is how it feels to be a worm right <laughs> um Meanwhile, uh, val and earl are disposing of some trash and commiserating about their lot in life um, like you do. When a sewage pipe breaks onto both of them, they decide that's it. That's the last straw. We're leaving town for good. Uh, and this this kid is getting sprayed with shit too, but he thinks it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's Melvin, so he's the shithead kid, right? I so hate Melvin. I wish he would die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the two are so uh, committed to leaving town, they even turn down a job uh, with free beer. It's like this, the ultimate test. This woman's test. bangs have been cut by a lawnmower. Holy <laughs> shit. This is like the single mom in this movie. I don't know if her character is even mentioned too many times, but yeah. No, she's not a character. <laughs> um, on their way uh, out of town, they come upon a local, Edgar, who has climbed up into an electrical transformer. Um and drunk behavior they like think yeah oh this guy's just drunk you know he's the town old guy or whatever uh and after val loses rock paper scissors for the second time <laughs> so far in this movie he climbs up the tower uh only to find that the old man is is dead this is also how you super die 10 times over the first time i saw this movie i was like a little kid and this is like the first scare in the movie because like up until this point like Okay, we got worm cam earlier, but there really wasn't anything to remark on. This is scary. Like, a guy just, like, strung up in an electrical transformer. Like, that's spooky. A bit, I mean, his face isn't muddy. He's a little bit blistered from the sun, I guess. But there's no real, like, damage to him or anything. No, um, in fact, when, like, the town doctor stops by to examine the body, he says, this guy died of dehydration. Um, and the characters realize that means that he was up there for literally days. Which I think the implication of is is scarier than the actual visual that we get. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I agree with Just that. Just like the idea, you know, you're like a little kid and you're like, oh my God, somebody's up in the electrical transformer. That's already a little scary. Just as a thing to think about. 
Um, and then the idea that, like... Because the, the first thought is that, like, they're electrocuted, right? Right, yeah. But no, he's just been staying up there for days. It's yeah. like, okay. Um, at a uh, small farm, an old man is sucked into the ground. His sheeps are also sucked. <laughs> Those are some cute sheeps. They are some cute sheeps. Um... Val and Earl, once again, on their way out of the town, find the farm, destroyed, and the sheep eaten. R.I.P. Uh, along with the farmer's <laughs> head sticking up out of the ground. His head has been sucked. This is, I mean, I think this is one of the better uh, combinations of horror and comedy in this movie, where, like, you see just the farmer's hat on the ground, and they go to pick it up, and then it's the guy's head just coming out, like, Bleh. that's really good. Yeah. Um, it, but it, the visual of it is very funny. Um, that that's when I start to question, like, what is the worm mechanism? Like, it doesn't want to eat them. Well, but it did eat the sheep, so it's confusing. Like, some people are very strategically not eaten, so that they can yeah. be corpses. It's all very uh, movie magic. Very, very Jaws. Yeah. Um, we also get uh, some construction workers on the road who uh, get attacked. Um, Everyone just turns into really fine giblets. Which makes me want to see someone, like, die for real on camera. And I want to see how that happens. Yeah, we never see it. We see later we're going to see, like, some, like, chunks of flesh or whatever. But we don't ever actually see anyone get turned into the chunks. Because it can't be rated R, right? <laughs> right, They yeah, don't want no that. No way. Um, it's a family movie, for sure. Um, back in town, the phone lines are out. So Val and Earl uh, once again attempt to leave to uh, reach the cops. But when they get to the construction site, uh, it's completely destroyed. And, yeah, the aforementioned giblets are laying around. The, the little giblets. <laughs> the little construction worker brains. Yeah. Something, like, as they're trying to leave, something tugs on the back of their truck as they, like, are trying to drive back into town. And um, when they get there, it's revealed, like, a dead snake creature has attached itself to the back of the truck. <laughs> it looks like a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very strange-looking weird puppet thing. Yeah, they're kind of uh, cute, though. Later on, when you see, like, their little sneaky heads, they're kind of cute. Yeah, so the townsfolk uh, examine this thing, uh, and they've determined, like, okay, there's got to be more out there, because it couldn't, like, eat a whole flock of sheep or whatever, one of these. Um out in the desert, the doctor and his wife notice their generator get sucked into the dirt. Uh, uh wear more sunglasses. <laughs> this is one of the moments that is very uh, Nope-ish. See, people are comparing Nope to Jaws. I think Nope is Tremors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully convinced after watching Tremors again. It, it's honestly like a really good comparison. I think... Um, Tremors is trying a little bit harder to be a comedy than it Nope. Is. But it is, it is 100%. They're both right. very funny. They're both shot in the California desert. They're both well, about... Also, it's just like a different kind of comedy, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's more of like a camaraderie sort of situation in Tremors. Um, but I, there's a lot of points in Yes, <laughs> in I'm going to be making points. Um, the husband gets uh, grabbed and the wife flees to the car, which itself gets sucked into the ground. I know. Could you imagine we we grow old together? We finally buy that plot of land and we decide, oh, we're going to build a cute little house in the desert. And then we're sucked by worms. <laughs> Something always goes wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> it seems that way. <laughs> uh, 
back in perfection, uh, uh, Walter Chang is charging $3 to take photos with the snake monster. Which There, there he, are two people in this town who want to do that. Yeah, he's purchased the the snake monster from uh, Val and Earl for $15, and he's charging $3 a photo, which means he needs to take, like, at least, like, ten photos. Doesn't even make it back. No, he doesn't. Um, but apparently not even, like, the radio in town uh, works to get to the next town, because they're in a valley. Yeah. Geographic isolation. The mountains. So um, what's the point? The townsfolk determined the best plan is for Val and Earl to ride a horse to the next town. I'm telling you. <laughs> the nope. Uh, Val and Earl head out. Uh, they come upon the doctor's home, which is destroyed. Um, and they hear the car radio from under the dirt. Uh, and they kind of dig in the dirt for a little bit and see like the headlights. <laughs> the Ford logo. Or the, the Ford logo and then the headlights on yeah. underneath the, the dirt which i think looks great like that's yeah. a great image that, um, that's a very clever way to convey uh what the fuck what the fuck <laughs> um they take off but their horses uh quickly get spooked and are taken down by the snake monsters the horses get munched uh, they discovered that the snakes are actually like mouth tendrils from a larger worm um we learned from the documentary we watched that these things are based on, like, a snapping turtle mouth, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to you don't wanna run into those just <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, either. Yeah, but just, like, the big kind of beak that they've got going on. Alligator snapping it, turtles, man. It looks very, like, anatomical, and it's really effective, I think, for that yeah. reason. Um, well, one of those bit through my, my grandpa's steel boot. Yeah. <laughs> I've told you this before. <laughs> those are crazy. Um, uh, Val and Earl run and jump over a, like, concrete irrigation tract or something like that. Um, which... Like drainage. Yeah, which the worm slams into, uh, killing it. Um. They're not very big, are they? No. I imagine in the sequels they get much, much bigger (laughs) because that's the natural continuation. I mean... But they're, like, ten feet long. Yeah, they, you, like, see, like, the, they, uh, so Rhonda shows up. Because uh, she's just poking her head around. Uh, and they kind of all examine the corpse together. Um, and you see that, like, okay, it's got the weird kind of triangle mouth situation. With it's the, like a chode. With the heads that come out. It's thicker than it is long. It's just a big worm. Uh, it's not thicker than it is. It's longer than it. You see the whole thing. Mm. <laughs> it's like a big sausage. It has these little nubs on the side to help it dig through the dirt. Which is, again, like, a nice, like, anatomically, like, correct-ish detail. Um, like <laughs> Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, but uh, Rhonda, judging from her seismograph readings, determines there's at least three more of these things. Uh, and the seismographs quickly start going off, letting you know that danger is nearby. Um, eventually, they flee up on top of a rock where the creature, like, can't follow them. I mean, I don't know how to read a seismograph. Maybe they're supposed to do that. I think, uh, from what she's saying, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, cut to hours later. <laughs> they are musing on the potential origin of the creatures. Uh, some ideas get dropped here, like mutation, uh, the government, and aliens. 
I mean, they've made like seven of these, right? There has to be something explored somewhere, but we don't know because we haven't seen them. Well, we'll yeah, we'll talk about it at some point, but there's a million Tremor sequels. Um, we have not seen any of them. Uh, maybe we should. May, maybe we should. I mean, the thing is, um, a lot of the stuff that I really like about this one is the cast, and the yeah. cast is what doesn't really get carried through in the well. sequels. Um I'm here for the worms. <laughs> I'm here for the right reasons. All right. Uh, they uh, test the ground and find that the creature is, like, still waiting for them. Um, and they figure out, like, oh, it can, like, hear our vibrations through the rock. Um, like, it's got... Yeah, the floor is lava. Yeah. Um, so they sleep on the rock overnight. And the next morning they find the creature's still waiting for them. Uh Rhonda gets the great idea to pole vault from boulder to boulder with these conveniently placed uh, long poles that yeah. are out there. Yeah, uh, they make an important point here to say, like, she's not like other girls. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, we get some comedy bits of them pole vaulting. Uh, eventually, they manage to escape into the truck um, and back into town to inform the townsfolk. Uh they like talk about like oh should we just stay put but val's like i oh, know we're just sitting ducks out here like they're gonna you know get to us we need to head up into the mountains that are you know all made out of solid granite um and then this is also the scene where walter names them graboids yeah he he's firmly set that it has to end in oids <laughs> <laughs> which uh our least favorite character uh, i think he's he tosses out suckoids suckoids yeah uh i vote for that one <laughs> yeah uh comes up with uh as if like on cue the worms attack the town uh everyone kind of holds up in walter's store um but they have to like run out and rescue mindy the, like, little girl in the town. Who... This sure is the little girl from Jurassic Park, though. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, she's in uh, kind of the... She's doing the uh, con- the most, like, funny-looking way of making a lot of vibrations. That's what I said, yeah. She's on a pogo a, a stick. A pogo stick <laughs> is the funniest way you could cause vibrations <clears throat> on the ground. How many normal people <clears throat> on pogo sticks do you really see? Have you ever been on a pogo stick? Have you seen me? <laughs> Okay, I haven't either. Um, a second uh, graboid also attacks the town here. Uh, at one point, Rhonda gets like tied up in some fence wire, but Val saves her in like a very contrived way where she has to take off her pants. All these women have the cleanest bright white cotton underwear in all of these movies. <laughs> and I gotta say, that's brave. Out in the desert? When it's hot, you're you're never gonna bleed. You're, you're never, never gonna, gonna sweat. You're never gonna pee a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you're never gonna shit yourself. That's confidence. Um, they they like recuperate in Walter's store, but uh, a, cra- a graboid comes out under the floor and eats Walter. He gets it real bad. Yeah. It, like blood comes out of his mouth. I think it's like one of the more graphic scenes. Actually, it's the it's one of the only ones where you actually see the person die. So yeah. he, he gets grabbed by all the little babies. Yeah, um, and everyone kind of flees up onto their roofs. Um, 
But again, you know, it's a comedy, so the most uh, unfortunate thing has to happen, which is that the survivalists uh, return to the town after they were, like, out searching in the desert. Uh, and they notice, hey, it's weird that everyone's up on their roofs. She she turns on this weird bullet tumbler. Yeah, there's, like, bullets in sand. I'm, I'm not a doomsday prepper, so I don't know what the fuck this is. I have no idea what this is. Uh, some kind of machine that's making vibrations, now all the worms, like, come after them. Um, and they radio the store, uh, and the folks up on the roof manage to, like, grab the radio, and they're like, hey, they're under the ground, they're coming after you. Uh, and the worm comes through the, the basement wall, the, like, concrete wall. They shoot wall. it with 40 guns, <laughs> yeah. which is really funny. They open fire on it with their crazy arsenal, including a real antique shotgun that they had to, like, rent from a collector for this movie. Um, yeah, it's an elephant gun, which I think that thing would break your back in half. Yeah, no way you're just firing that thing off. Um, but they do manage to kill uh, one of the worms. Uh, and then flee up to the roof. I think they should just keep doing that. Well, uh, at this point, they, like, try to shoot at the worms through the dirt, but, like, the bullets don't penetrate the ground at all, so they kind of have to give up. Um, and here we kind of learn that, like, the creatures, the graboids, are smart, and they can, like, learn and adapt, and they start, like, um, trying to sink all the buildings in the town by, like, messing with the foundations and stuff. Um... They flip over one guy, Nestor's trailer, uh, and eat him. Uh, and they also take out the survivalist's truck, which is like the last truck that has good enough uh, like four-wheel drive to get up into the mountains. I think if you live in the middle of nowhere, that would be like a requirement. Yeah, I mean, there's like one road leading into town, like, and that that's taken out. And there's only like two trucks in the whole town they can get through. I don't know. <laughs> Should have had some forethought. About worm situations. Well, speaking of forethought, Val and Earl come up with a plan. They're going to drive the cat, the 30-ton bulldozer, uh, dragging like a big sled, basically, to get everyone out of town all at once. Uh, Works out. They do... Kind of. They do one more rock, paper, scissors to decide who's going to, you know, run out to the bulldozer. Um, and they, like, run a little, like, motor cart out to, like, distract one of the graboids. Uh, but Val decides, like, he, even though he lost the the game, he's going to be the hero. He's going to, uh, he, like, knocks Earl over and races out to the bulldozer. Um, but when the cart kind of sputters and stops, he gets kind of trapped in no man's land. Um, Rhonda here has, like, a moment of quick thinking and, like, busts open a pipe on the, like, uh, water tower she's hiding on to buy him just enough time to make it onto the bulldozer. This is, like, another moment of, like, She's smart. She's very she's very <clears throat> smart, isn't she? She's very smart and resourceful. She's incredibly capable, isn't she? But also she needs to be rescued. She's not like other girls, but also she does have to get rescued by the hot boys. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Val uh, takes the bulldozer and collects everyone from their roofs as the survivalists are making, like, pipe bombs on their roof. Yeah, literally. Um... Yeah, uh, they Actually say... Actually made of pipe bombs. <laughs> yeah, they, they ask them what they're made of, and they say, uh, homemade chemicals in the proper proportions. Yeah. That's another, would you believe, that's another weird line that my mom quotes from this movie. 
Now that one you could use more often. Sure. You hand someone a mixed drink. There you go. <laughs> or uh, any substance of choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they head out of town, um, but they're kind of nervous, like, hey, these things seem kind of smart. Like, are they going to figure this out? Um, partway up the mountains, the bulldozer sinks into a, like, trench trap that the monsters have dug. Oh, yeah, they're laying traps. <laughs> And, like, I love this because they they just, like, put, like, ADR of Kevin Bacon's voice in here being like, they laid a trap. I can't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> uh, at this point, everyone has to uh, flee up on top of a boulder. Uh, and they, like, scare off some of the monsters with the pipe bombs. Um, but then... You know, it sits in that everyone is now stranded on a boulder, and they all start bickering. Um, yeah, they start getting in man fights. Yeah, they start getting in, like, testosterone fights about whose fault it is that they're trapped by two graboids. Um, but Earl comes up with the idea of fishing with the pipe bombs, like, tying them to a long string, which they have for some reason. Yeah. Um, and they, like, throw it out um, onto the desert and then kind of reel it back in and let one of the graboids eat it and then it explodes from the inside out which is really gross it looks like the most delicious chicken curry (laughs) they've been talking about how bad these things smell for the entire movie they just keep talking about how stinky they are which i don't know what i'm supposed to do with that so you know like the guts have to be real bad (laughs) um hey you only get to try it once so uh, they, they uh, try to do this method on the second one, but again, you know, it's clever. This this one is the one that, uh, it's like the one with the distinguishing feature, because it's the one that got one of its tendrils yanked off by Val and Earl's truck. So every time it shows up, they have to, like, remark on it, like, oh, yeah. that's the that's the crazy one. It, it's the main velociraptor. When <laughs> yeah. You look, when you look in her eyes, she's thinking. Yeah, that's right. Um... Uh, this one, when they try and, like, throw the bomb out, it, like, spits it back out at them, um, perfectly landing the bomb on top of their pile of other bombs, uh, and then everyone has to, like, flee. I th- uh, I, 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 we haven't seen the sequels, but I hope they use this, uh, this mechanism of being able to shoot stuff at people <laughs> more often. Yeah, it's great. Uh, they're, like, fucking lurkers in StarCraft too. <laughs> um... At this point, we're in, like, this very movie-contrived sequence where our three heroes are tr- are stranded out on the desert, everyone else is up on the rock, and there's one last monster and one last bomb that Val is holding on to. Um, and he figures out, like, it, with his last-ditch desperate plan, he's gonna, like, run to the edge of this cliff that we've seen a couple times in this movie up until now. And then throw the bomb and, like, dodge out of the way at the last minute, which sends the Graboid, like, falling to its death. We get to see it, like, slow-mo falling down the canyon. Yeah, by my penis. <laughs> it does just look like a big penis. Apparently they looked more like penises before <clears throat> the redesign. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, back in town, everyone is kind of, you know, celebrating. Uh, Val's got an all-white get up on like he's got new clothes uh they're planning on having their national geographic moment yeah like i said uh, <laughs> very nope uh and val and Rhonda finally have their 
romantic kiss that they've been leading up to the whole movie as we roll the credits. See, love is real. He's settled for her. (laughs) And that's the end of the movie. Uh, It's good. It's good. The thing is, it's really good still. It's a fun movie, for sure. I've probably seen this movie like 20 times. Uh, It's just like a warm blanket movie for me. I mean, back when we were long distance, this was one of the movies that we did watch long distance. Yeah, and I I think it's just like a good time. It's it's funny. It's like not too long. Um, The character writing is really good. I really think like the weird like ensemble cast that they have for this movie is really why it's like good. Yeah, um, I feel like some of the characters could have been more characters, though. And we need to start killing some of these annoying kids. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> some, of, some of these deadbeat kids need to go. It, it is, like, really committed to being a family movie, which does, I think, maybe shoot itself Fuck in the foot. Fuck that. Fuck the no-killing <laughs> kids thing. They need to go. Um, but yeah, the, the cast for this movie was actually really important for even just, like, getting it made. Um, oh, yeah. We, we kind of... Um, Learned a little bit about, like, the making of of this. I also did some research. The, like, two people that wrote this were, like, buddies from film school at USC. Um, That's also how they met Ron Underwood, who was the director. Um, I guess they were all doing, like, kind of, like, PSA uh, uh, videos and stuff like that out in California in the 90s, in, like, the 80s and 90s. And they were like, okay, um, we're, like, finally going to get a movie. And they made... um, Oh, they made Short Circuit, which is like a kind of a surprise, low-budget children's hit about a sentient robot. I don't know if you've ever seen Short Circuit. No, I have not. Um, but this got them like just enough attention um, that they could kind of make this movie. Um, they also wrote uh, Wild Wild West. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing on your resume. As well as uh, like all of the Tremors sequels. Um, and that's, like, all the stuff that these people have done. Hey, I so. mean, say what you want about how many sequels there are. Getting the original people involved in all of them is a really hard get. Yeah, you don't see that a lot. I mean, only I mean, same for the actors, but... Yeah, I mean, the, the yeah. like, idea guys behind it. Uh, yeah, so Kevin Bacon, like, I guess only took this movie because he was broke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and had, like, a bunch of, like, kind of bad flops happen leading like, up to oh, it. Like, oh, we're moving. <laughs> uh, and so he kind of like, luck, they, the, the, the casting director kind of lucked out into getting him, which kind of convinced the studio, okay, yeah. let's do this, this one. This is our second Kevin Bacon movie. Dang, you're right. <laughs> He's like, not even really in Friday the 13th. No, but, yeah. but I feel like I, I should bring it up. Yeah. Uh, another bit of casting that I think is really funny is, uh, yeah, this is Reba McIntyre's first movie. Uh, she was in the movie, um, basically just because of the, uh, the production company. They, they basically told, um, the director, like, you don't have to cast her, but you have to let her read for the part. Okay. Because, you know, she, she's, a obviously she's a country singer she's yeah. very popular at this time so it's like publicity for the movie and she does great honestly as sure. uh, the survivalist wife uh it's the beginning of all the problems that we have but <laughs> you know right uh but yeah um like I said, it's a little bit of a cult classic. It bombed in the box office, but then really took off on home video. Um, that fascinates me so much. Like, it, like you know it was like that 
that VHS cover that like grabbed people, right? They're like, oh shit. It is a great cover. What if worms? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it it made like ten million. It was like ten million to make and made sixteen million in the box office. So it basically broke even. Didn't really make money when you think about it. Um, it's one of those where like kind of like the Princess Bride, the studio had a lot of trouble um, advertising for it because it's like kind of an adventure movie, kind of like a family comedy, kind of like a horror movie. So it's like, which path do you go down? Um, a lot of... I mean, nowadays it sounds simple, but I guess like I mean, there weren't a lot of movies in, like that. In 1990, it, it wasn't as much of like an established thing. Um, but of course, you know, it's it's blown up. Um, there's a million sequels. There's uh, there's seven of these plus um, a TV series. What? Uh, yeah, it it was in like 2003, I think. Um, okay, I wouldn't have seen. They it. did do a uh, pilot with Kevin Bacon in 2018, uh, but nobody picked it up. That's very recent. Yeah, for like another show. So that's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I mean. I still really like this movie. Um, yeah, I like it a lot, too. Yeah, um, I think, like, it really nails the balance of, like, hey, here's a bunch of, like, kind of quippy jokes, but, like, with everything else, it makes it, like, not... All of the jokes land. Like, everything's funny. It, there's not, like, really any jokes where you're like, uh, okay, can we, like, get to the movie now? It's it's always, like, um, situated just right in, like, the action and the pacing. It's just, I think it's paced really well. I think that's the best part about it, probably. Yeah. It, yeah. it just, like, gets moving. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I think my problem with it is like all the movies that we've mentioned that we've compared it to, I like I just like more. Yeah. Is the problem like Jaws and Jurassic Park. Like I just think those are better movies overall. But I, I think this is good as a horror movie if you like that kind of vibe for sure. Yeah, I mean I like cheesy, goofy movies. So this is definitely like my horror vibe that I really like. Um and the fact that it's, you know, it's a comfort movie for me. I wouldn't say it's like yeah, I would say, like, yeah, it, technically it's obviously worse than Jurassic Park, right? And <laughs> I mean, technically, if we're going to talk about it, yeah. Like, just in terms of, like, the stuff that it's doing. Like, yeah, absolutely. Even the performances, like, yeah, it's not as good. Like, Jurassic Park, a great ensemble cast of Jurassic Park. Like, yeah. Uh, un- unimpeachable movie. But that's a really high bar. It is. It is. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of, like, really bad family horror comedies also. Uh-huh. Um... So I think this one, you know, it, it's just, like I said, it's just like a warm blanket movie for me. I'll watch this movie literally any time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's just always uh, a good, a good like, 90 minutes. Uh, you, you talked about uh, performances. I don't think the main female character does very well, whoever she's played by. Uh, she's been in basically Carter, nothing. Yeah, she's basically not been in anything. I she's, think, like, uh... it, it's rough. Like, I don't think she's written all that well really um no and it doesn't really help that this is kind of like a a pet peeve character archetype for me like the like the girl that has to be everything and more but still has to be rescued and be weak enough at the end of the day i I don't i don't like like that character they're not like other girls character who's still just like fundamentally the love interest like like they want to make an ellen ripley or uh an ellie sattler but those characters 
are self-sufficient and real characters. Yeah, I mean, so. they, they don't commit to it. Like, this movie is really, you know, it's about Fred Ward and Kevin Bacon. Like, it's a bro it dudes is. movie. It is. It's like, a bro dudes movie. Like, their, um, their, like, chemistry and back and forth is really good. Better romance. It's yeah. it's way better. Like, I, I wish, like, it had the guts to, like, commit to that without doing the whole, like, love story bit. Um, I think there's, like, a version of this movie. Like, for instance, like, um, Jaws, you know? I don't think everything needs a love story either. Well, I mean, you can look at, like, okay, you want to have your cast of three characters, and, like, there's the nerdy scientist, and then there's the two, like, kind of more, um, you know... Himbos. Gung-ho guys. It's like, okay, that can totally work. You know, you can just put these three characters together. It doesn't have to be, like, a will they or won't they. Um, and I understand, like, maybe... Like, they think it's going to, like, play better to audiences or whatever. But it's very, like, by the numbers, and I, it doesn't really, like, do very much for me. Yeah, that's the that's the problem with, like, the existence of a main female character in movies like this to me, is when they have to be a romantic interest. Yeah, because, like... Because I, at the end of the day, the strong female characters that I think of and I love a lot, they're... They're not meant that way, and that's why they succeed. Well, and also, there's just, like, isn't the writing and the chemistry between her and Kevin Bacon's character in the way that there is with him and Fred Ward's character, like... Because the, he's a better actor. Well, but, I mean, the idea is, like, oh, you know, uh, Val is gonna, like, settle down and, like, not do this, like, odd jobs thing with his buddy anymore and like you don't even really want to root for that as the audience because they're no. so fun together you're like no i want to see these guys these two just met just like running around doing odd jobs forever like they're perfect together you yeah. know so uh yeah like if if they ever did like i know they just made a tremors movie in like 2018 but like if i ever was going to watch like another piece of tremors media i want it to be Earl and Val doing stuff together and like that's dudes rock. you know I want it to be dudes rock and like that's what I love about this movie I, I think for the most yeah, part it's a dudes um, rock movie if yeah. you can look past that little thing I think you'll like it a lot more but I think that's I, I, do I think agree that's with my hurdle no I mean I do agree I with love you. the rest of it it though. is like a flaw with the movie for sure um I think like yeah some of the bit characters are more developed than others like um and some of them don't really go anywhere um, like, I really like, um, like, Walter, uh, Victor Wong's character, because his whole thing is, like... He's a character. He's a character. He has, like, a thing that he wants to do. He wants to make a buck. He wants to market and sell this thing. He runs the, the, the local store. You know, the idea is, like, he can, uh, figure out, like, oh, hey, I can buy this off these guys for a few bucks and then sell pictures of it and make money. It's like, okay. Yeah. He's got, like, a bit of ambition there. Um... I would have loved that to play into, like, how his character dies or something. But I thought, like, okay, he's a fun character. Um, the survivalists, yeah. both super fun. Yeah. Um, They're characters. Yeah. But, like, the single mom lady is not a character. Not a character. Like, Doesn't the, really do the anything. the documentary we watched just said, like, oh, this movie really has some commentary about things like single motherhood. And I'm like, like well, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it does not. I um, wish... No, I mean, there's there's a lot of, like, uh, like riffraff, basically, in this movie to be either, like, killed or shepherded around. Um, yes, they are very much herded. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, like, little little moments where characters shine. Like, one character we didn't even mention, um, uh, I think 
the character's name is Gomez. He is like uh, not a character either. Not really a character. He has like one moment where he manages to like set that little motor cart off, but like that's he's it. Like, he's like a big TV actor, and like he doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, he he basically doesn't do anything. Um, so while it does have like a pretty decent cast, it's not like maybe the most well used, but I do think enough of the like minor characters shine. Where oh yeah, I still like really enjoy it. You can um, pick your favorites for sure. There are yeah. still characters in there. I think there are too many. Yeah, no, I you gotta you that. gotta start killing some kids. <laughs> for sure. Uh, also, like a lot of great like one-liners and quotes in this movie, and not like a zingy, shitty modern way, and just like a like good writing, way. well-written <laughs> like way. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we've talked about this movie for quite a bit. Uh, do we want to rate it? Let's do ratings, sure. All right, let's do it. Uh, so we'll start off with spookiness, the uh, scares. What, what would you What would you give it? Uh, Maybe a two. One to five. I, don't know. I, I feel like this would be a really scary movie for kids, and I feel like that's part of the demographic. A lot of people watch it as kids, but I didn't really see it as a kid. Um, so it's kind of just a normal like family fun horror to me. Yeah, I don't think these scares are, like, the point exactly. I think it gives the movie, like, a nice little, like, bit of momentum and stakes to it. Um, I think the puppets are really good. They like, are really cool. All of this stuff being, like, the beginning practical effects really and puppets good. I think is really good. But once they stop killing people, it's just kind of not a horror movie anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying about, like, the last act being a little bit more of an adventure movie, but, like, that's the problem with, like, 80% of horror movies that have, like, a monster in them is, like, the last third of it is just people running from the monster. Oh, or yeah. fighting I, I mean, it. I have problems with those, too. Like, A <laughs> yeah. Quiet Place, the ending isn't as good as the rest of the movie, but, yeah. you know, that's another topic for another day. So, yeah, I mean, I think I, think I like uh, two for the scares. It's really not that scary. Um, yeah. I think, like, what it does is pretty good. I think it's well, like, positioned in the movie. Like, I would love to see, like, a rated R version of this movie um, with more scares awesome. and more kills. I think that would be... I think you could, like, amp up the campiness level of it even, and yeah. that would be really fun. I'm not, I'm not a PG-13 enthusiast, if no. you can tell. Yeah. All right, next up is the watchability. How easy is it to just throw this movie on and have a good time? Uh, I think if you couldn't tell, I'm giving this one a 5. I think it's also a five for me too. It's a super watchable movie. It's just a really fun movie. Yeah, it's just really fun. The comedy works. It's lighthearted. It's fast. It it just is in and you're out. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, great on a rewatch. Really great on a rewatch. I would say. Um, kind of shows why like it does well in the home video market. I think. Oh yeah. It's because it's so rewatchable. I wanted to talk about like the the video store experience of just like looking at the covers. Like, going in the horror aisle and just looking at the covers was, like, my favorite Yeah, I'm, I miss that a little bit, you know? Me I, too. I kind of like the experience of, of just kind of wandering around. Some of those around. VHS covers are really sick. It's true. And, like, I love just, like, looking at a bunch of movies that I'm never going to watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? But just being like, oh, I'm, like, looking and commenting in my mind about all these movies. Like, oh, yeah, Jack Frost. This is this is why the two of us will just sit and go through, like, all of HBO's catalog, like... And discuss and the discuss movies. And discuss the movies, and then we'll do we'll spend, like, an hour doing that and then not watch any of the movies. Then it'll be too late for us to watch a movie. This happens every couple months. I would say, like, every six months, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so five for both of us for watchability, and then 
the Vincent Price vamp rating, the campiness and overall performances. Opal, what would you give it? Bro, it's worms. It's four. <laughs> I, you know, I agree with four. Um, I think, like, yeah, there's a few bits of campiness that they could, like, lean into. Like, if... I think uh, just for the kind of lacking characters of it and some some other parts that we have <laughs> mentioned <laughs> that aren't as uh, deliverable. But, like, Kevin Bacon does a really, really good job. It's a great uh, job. There's some really good performances in it. I love the worms. That's some good worm puppetry. Even... I love that it's practical effects. God, I miss practical effects. <laughs> it's a four for me. Even just little details like naming the town perfection oh, uh, yeah. is really good. Um yeah, it's just, the tone is, is mwah, perfect for yeah, this movie. Yeah, it's a good tone. Um, yeah, I think I agree with four, though. I think, like, if they, again, like a rated R movie where they camp up some of the kills a little bit and kind of maybe reduce some of those characters or, like, get away from some of the kind of pat Hollywood romance writing, it would be really good. Oh, yeah. I'm with you there. Um, so that's 11 for both of us. Yeah. So it's a really solid movie. Uh, good score. Good score. Uh, I think if you're, I think if you're uh, ten or higher, you're like a pretty good movie. Yeah, I agree with that. Um. All right. That's Tremors. And like movies that we thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy aren't gonna always translate to like how we feel on the meter. It is a very clinical way of looking at things. No, I mean, I think but... it's, I think it's interesting that like I like this movie. I think a bit more than you like i have a little bit more emotional attachment to the movie but i still like agree with your scores yeah because we're trying to kind of take you know i think our take does like affect the score definitely but i think like we still try our I best to be does. like I objective think it, 100%, about it 100 it is because i have watched it as an adult and i don't really have that nostalgia for it but i mean just, like, looking at it as a movie, it's a good movie. It's a really fun movie. I don't yeah. want to make it sound like I didn't like it at all because I love it. Like, I'm giving this an 11 out of 15, but it has a 5 out of 5 on my letterbox because that's for just me. That's yeah. for just how I feel oh, in my heart about a movie. And this is a 5 out of 5. It's up there with uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, great fucking movie. You're so brave. I know, I'm so brave and right all the time. Speaking of movies that are our favorites, Opal, what's our next fall favorite going to be? Oh shit, it's my pick. Uh, Next week, though, we're going to skip a week. Uh, Yeah, we're getting married. married. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're not going to be recording a podcast next week. We'll be a little busy. We're going to skip a week. But after that, it's my pick, and my pick for next week is John Carpenter's The Thing. Hell yeah! Let's go. A movie we've both seen many times, but love I'm, this movie. I'm so ready to watch it again. I I watch it like once a year. I'm ready for this year. <laughs> that episode will be coming out probably around like the 17th, 18th. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, so look forward to that. We will be doing, uh, you know... The following week and then the week after, we'll be doing four total fall favorites. We'll each be so doing two. two and two, yeah. Yep. You'll find out what mine is next week. Well, not next week. Two weeks from now. Uh-huh. And... You, yep. already, you already know the deal. We already explained it. <laughs> yeah, join us in two weeks for <laughs> The Thing. Uh, bye, everyone. Bye. Next time you're here for us, we'll be married. Oh, oh what's that? What? Uh, no! Oh my god! The tremors! Uh,
What if someone said that in the movie? Oh my god, the tremors! <laughs> the tremors. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Goodbye.